the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm back. For the for the first segment. For the first segment. What what, what are we studying? What do we got study wise today? Uh, cardiology and neurology. Are you saying to be a doctor? Basically. Or an EMT. Basically, we have to be a doctor because we don't have doctors on an ambulance. It's amazing. Just wait. My first summer of paramedic. Scary. My first whole summer of paramedic school was all cardiology. Really. All of it. The whole summer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so happy. <laughs> wow. Anywho, <laughs> back to my happy place. Yes, your happy place. Welcome back to another Saturday yes. of Woods and Water. We have a very busy show today. We do. Um, <clears throat> busy show. Where hey, it's actually a fun one. We um, something I've been wanting to do is have the uh, admins from South Carolina Deer Hunters on Facebook group. So we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of the show on. Uh, I don't know Facebook etiquette rules. I don't. I don't know. We kind of. We kind of. Very important. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of up in there. What we're gonna do? We're gonna talk about it a little more as between breaks and all. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, and this one, this one's busy because we got major announcements here. Mm-hmm. One from you and one from me. I guess you go first. Okay. Well, um, we had. Discuss on that. Was it two weeks ago? A week yeah, ago? about two weeks ago. The, the poll came out on October the 11th. So about two weeks ago is when we talked about this. And it was a poll. Maybe a week ago. I don't know. It was a poll for. Two weeks ago. It's a poll for trying to get in votes to decide what kind of scoring method, I guess, that we're going to use for, Major League for fishing. the 2023 season. Yeah, you left out Major League Fishing. For it's Major League Fishing. Excuse for the Bass Pro Tour. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what were what were the options? Well, you, 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 okay. well, the options were, you know, every bass counts above the level they set when they go to a different lake. Right, which is how it has been before. Well, the first year, you know, is every bass counted. Right. And they changed it to a format where... Depending on what lake they were are, they changed the minimum weight on the bass, which made it better. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the poll questions. Do you like that format, or do you like five biggest bass? The traditional. It's still in the catchway release format of Major League Fishing. Yes. Not, still not bringing them to the stage or anything, but, but how do you like? So the news came out this past week. October 25th. So, as of October 25th, um, they did make a scoring change for the upcoming season. And it is, the article says right here, um, the popular catch, weigh, and immediate release format will remain, 
But scoring is going to change from every scoreable fish counts to scoring each angler's five heaviest bass per day. Um, the every fish counts format, though, that one is going to stay the same for the heavy hitters all-star event and then the team event. Um, but the this scoring change is going to alter how each angler advances into the Bass Pro Tour event. So the 40 anglers that fish in Group A are going to compete on days one and three, and then the 40 anglers in Group B is gonna, they're going to compete on days two and four. Um, the top no change there. Yeah, no change. So, but but it's five biggest fish both days. Right, but there's also some weights at zero here. Okay. So the top 20 from each group, based on that two-day heaviest cumulative weight. Ten fish. For ten fish, five bass per day. Um, they're going to advance to the knockout round, which is day five. Okay. Um, anglers who win the qualifying round, they're not going to have an automatic championship round. They can't skip knockout round now. Right. Um, but after the knockout round, or for the knockout round, the weight's zero. And the ten anglers, they're going to advance to the championship on day six. Weights from the knockout round are going to carry over into the championship round. Um, and the winner of that event is going to be decided by the heaviest knockout and championship round two-day cumulative yeah. weight. So it's a little confusing. It took me a second to follow it. Yeah. But, I mean, it seems like, I mean, there's some comments in here from Jordan Lee and um, let's see who else is in there. Jordan Lee, Kevin Van Dam, they all said that they like it. Um, they like the format. They think it is going to be more relatable to the anglers. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how how exactly I feel about it. It's it's weird for me. Like because like we talked about before, I'm used to the traditional. You go out, you fish a day, you come in, you weigh your five biggest fish. Right. That that's just that's the way I'm used to it. So, but change is not always bad. So. I guess I can't say how I feel about it until I see how it goes through this season and see how everything runs. If it Clifford runs doesn't like it. I didn't think Clifford was going to like it. Chris does. Chris Brown. Yeah. Talked to Chris today. Did you? Yeah. He he likes it. It's a good move. It's a good move. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, the, the website poll was... Yeah, what were the numbers? Fifty-four point two percent for the five biggest fish, forty-five point eight percent for every scoreable bass. So, fairly almost even. And what much margin there? I wonder how many votes were cast. Mm. Doesn't say how many votes were cast. But uh, yeah, so Sophie, would you mind? <laughs> she said, "I like my bone." Yeah, jeez. I like my bone. So yeah. So that's, uh, there you go. You got it now. Five biggest fish, catchway release. Um, that whole catchway cool. release thing, it, it, I just think that's the part that gets yep. me. <clears throat> I spent last weekend on Lake Murray for the uh, 2022 Black Bass World Championships. You know the one takeaway I got from that? Chaos comes when you invite other countries. Well, walking down, walking down the the uh, 
boat docking, all that. Did you learn I a whole under, new language? I could understand the Americans, the Canadians, and the Australians. That's about it, huh? That's about it. Everybody else was gibberish <laughs> to me, yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, congratulations to Team USA. They uh, won gold. USA. USA. In fact, they, the top three teams were all United States teams. Uh, Fred Rimbanis and James Watson, uh, number one seed. Um, they had oh, – here's really one that we're going to throw you. Mm. Everything is converted to grams. That's just so weird. So America's winning total weight was 23,021 grams for 15 feet. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it is. Um, Anthony Gagliardi, Mark Rose finished second for Team USA with twenty thousand eight hundred and nine grams for fifteen fish. And uh, Scott Martin and Scott Canterbury finished third with six thousand one hundred eighty grams of fish. Weird. Weird. Very weird. But it was a, it was fun. It was fun. Got to get out, man. The lake was just, the weather was absolutely gorgeous. Lake fished hard on Thursday and Friday. Uh, Saturday was more in the mid-70s. I think, I forget which team it was, had 19 pounds, and it wasn't the U.S. I think it was New Zealand or something, mm. but it was really cool. But it, really a neat experience. 25 countries around the world. You know Germany does not have bass? Really? There were several countries there that did not even have largemouth bass in the country. They have to go to another country to fish. How do you... Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, but, yeah. So all, those, all those fish learned five different languages while they were... Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's really cool. All right. We'll be back more after the break. You know, as a final thought today, I was thinking, why can't these people just get along? I hope you're happy, Brad. Ah, nothing like hearing a live dog on the other feed on the other telephone feed. Kind of, kind of makes people sit up and go, hmm, "I wonder what this show is going to be about." Well, uh, thanks for hanging in there. Yeah, we got a little something different planned for today. At, uh, let Taylor go so she can get some studying done. She's got uh, some pretty big tests coming up, and it won't be too long before she's taking her, her medical board test for EMT. And then she'll be out there riding around in an ambulance at least part-time while she's still in the paramedic school. So uh, she uh, she might at some point you might look up and see Taylor. And, and uh, you know, her with, it could be a comfort to some of you. If it was me, I'd be scared to death. But, you know, that's just dad. Um, anyway, but, yeah, thanks for hanging in there. Got a good show today. We're going to kind of do a maybe a Facebook 101 for hunters. I guess it's not going to be like a gripe complain session by a bunch of us admin people, but it's more or less a, a look. If you're going to be a member of a deer hunting group uh, or a hunting group or a, a Julio on your side, it's a, a dog uh, a tracking group. Um Certain things you don't want to do in these groups because they can get us banned. Um, some common sense stuff you you want to do to kind of keep some harmony between you and the other hunters that are in the group. And uh, generally just, just trying to make this a better experience for everybody. Uh, something we've been talking about for a couple of years. Brandon 
and uh, had the group and kind of got me involved in the admin side. So I started thinking this could be pretty good radio. And uh, guys, I appreciate it. We, what we've got is we've got Brandon Brandon from South Carolina Deer Hunters, Corey from South Carolina Deer Hunters, and Julio from South Carolina Tracking Dogs, who is kind of a partner page with us. Uh, seems like over the last couple of years, there's it's a growing. I don't know if it's a need that was there all along, a need that's arisen or whatever, but you guys have kind of moved in to help out people who, you know, can't find their animals. You know, you're you're vetting the trackers out there, make sure somebody calls somebody, they're getting a good guy coming out to help them find that deer. Because the last thing any of us want is to waste a natural resource just, just because and it happens to us all, you know, didn't make a great shot or, you know, hey, deer move between the millisecond you let an arrow go or you pull the trigger. That's just part of hunting. And, and so that's why uh, Julio's here with Sacramento Tracking Dogs, Brandon and Corey here, and me from Sacramento Deer Hunters Associate, Deer Hunters Page. And, uh, guys, I appreciate you taking time. And, you know, <laughs> we've had a couple technical issues. So this is third time as a charm, and I think everything's going to run right, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Brandon, I want to get started. Uh, South Carolina Deer Hunter is kind of your baby. Um, you've been at it the longest time, and, and you've seen a lot of change. You've seen a lot of growth, seen a lot of problems. So take a minute, talk about the, the page, how long you've been, and where we are today. Roger, I appreciate you uh, having us on here and giving us a, a little bit of time to uh, take up uh, on your on your show here. Uh, I know I've always been told i got a face for radio. so yeah, You and me both, buddy. <laughs> Listen, I came, I came outside so you could hear me. Hey. But, uh, I'm now um, going to be running from wasps. So if you oh. uh, uh, if you hear me screaming, <laughs> you know why. Well, I tell you, it sounds a whole lot better than when you were inside. And I know that, that living in the country thing, I, I get it. Uh, it seems like self-coverage gets worse rather than better. So I'm glad it's working out this time. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad y'all can hear me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the group um, – was started back uh, in 2009, um, and it was actually started uh, by a fellow named Chris. Um, I cannot remember his last name to save my life right now, but he started the group, and he had he had right at about 1,500, 2,000 people uh, in the group, and he just wasn't feeling it. He decided he didn't really want to do it anymore. Uh, he had already made me an admin to kind of help out with it, uh, and one day I went to check on the group, and I was an admin. And, uh, he was gone. Um, so I reached out to him, asked him what was going on. He told me I could have it. He didn't want to mess with it no more. Uh, so then it kind of became my, my baby. And, uh, it's been going, uh, ever since then. So, you know, we've gone through several different phases of the group. You know, we've gone through, uh, you know, no rules, uh, kind of free for all, uh, to, uh, you know, definitely a much more, I don't want to say strict, but a much more, you know, filtered, uh, group nowadays, uh, as we try to encourage a lot more family participation and, uh, and, uh, you know, welcome a lot of the newcomers into the, into the hunting world. It's a great, I think we just passed 60,000 members. Yes, sir. We just passed, uh, 60K this last week. I believe. 60K last week. Um, uh, Corey, you've been around a few years. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly. Brandon's the one that brought me on. Uh, actually, I was one of part of the phase when there wasn't no rules. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if he done it out of spite 
<laughs> or what happened. But, yeah, I've, I've seen, the, as far as the, the page grow a lot, and I've seen a lot of different people that are very active on the page and then fall off the map because of rule changes. But, uh, like I said, it's, just, it's growing significantly yeah. day by day. Julio, over on the Cyclone Tracking Dogs, how long have you been around the admin side of things? Um, well, it's, it's, it's been quite an interesting journey. Um, I, I didn't start the South Carolina Tracking Dogs actual page, almost like what Brandon was saying. Uh, my good friend Brian Goodwin did, and uh, I needed a tracking dog, and I could not find one about six years ago. And I ended up finding Brian Goodwin and hooked up with him, started the page, and thankfully – Brandon was very kind to um, to kind of help us out, get the message um, this year. So he brought us on board um, to the South Carolina Deer Hunters page. But our biggest goal is just spreading the word and letting hunters know that they they have a you know they have a tool that they can add to their bag if they're ever in trouble. Sure. And and Brandon, you know, it seems like and and you get a lot of you get a lot of these troll posts that would call them. You know, they're you know oh. I shot, I need a tracking dog, um, you know, or ooh, I looked at a deer, I need a tracking dog and all that. But, you know, with 60,000 members, the number of calls for tracking dogs, you know, is really a small percentage. I think I think most hunters are are capable of tracking. But, boy, I tell you, I have, uh, I have read some really cool stories about recoveries of deer this year on our page. Yeah, and I believe, uh, you know, the world famous, uh, and legendary Spud, I believe is to, is to, uh, <laughs> is to give, is to credit for that, you know, because I, you know, Jamie, he's been a member for a good number of years now. Um, and he was, uh, I think he started out, you know, making his own, uh, traditional recurve bows. And then, uh, you know, he, he got that dog and they, they started, uh, tracking him and he started posting his stories and he's got a way about posting them that, uh, you know, he's not, he's not just, uh, showing a deer that he recovered you know he's got the whole uh it was a dark stormy night and uh you know he he tells it like a novel and and i think it's you know it's got a lot of people interested in it and and i think it's it's making it become a little bit more uh palatable for people because uh, i can remember the days when you know there were there were dogs out there they've always been out there but it was more uh uh, taboo to call a dog, you know, and now, uh, now we got people making jokes in there about how they're going to wound a deer just so they just can meet, uh, <laughs> just to meet Spud. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's come a long way in the last couple of years. And I, I think, um, you know, I, I wanted to grow on that, uh, which is why we brought, uh, Julio and, and his guys on, uh, you know, to, to not only, uh, you know, help them get their message out, but to kind of, kind of help us with, uh, with the growing number of, uh, of people that are that are asking for tracking dogs. Got about three minutes left in this segment, Corey. You um, yeah. you mentioned that you were part of the group before rules and all, and and I kind of kind of <laughs> it strikes me kind of a free for all. You kind of like that part of it. Is it? Do you think having rules takes away from the group, or do you think you, in a group this big you kind of almost have to have them anymore? Well, I've I've been admin over a few different pages and i think brandon knows certain pages i was admin over and it was the true no rule type yeah. pages and most of them are not active anymore where facebook shut them down gotcha so when the big transition from those style pages to kind of the whole no rule phase on 
South Carolina deer hunters, I believe if we didn't have set ground rules like we do now, the page wouldn't have made it as long as it has. And, and that's always a, I guess that's always lingering in the back of our heads. At what time is Facebook, Facebook going to lower the, the threshold again? We're not going to know it, and boom, we don't have a page anymore. You know? Right. Right. That, so that's basically what, what happened to some of the other pages was you just woke up one day and the page wasn't active anymore. Facebook shut it completely down, no warning, no nothing. Ah. Brandon, that, uh, is that something you worry about? I mean, I, I know in the years past, and this year we've kind of all made a concerted effort to keep it a whole lot more on track, on target. Um, do you think that helps us in the long run? Yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a mixed bag, really. I mean, I've, I, I think we've definitely uh, changed the group for the better, you know, because you know, the, the crowd is a lot different. The, uh, the content is a lot different than it used to be. Um, and I think, you know, we're in a better place for the long run. But at the same time, you know, we still see posts getting shut down for something that's not even, you know, something that, that is normal hunting. Like, uh, you know, I saw a deer and I shot the deer. Facebook flags that as a, a, a violence. violence, what they call it, inciting violence um, post. And they'll, they'll, they'll cut it off. They'll, they'll shut that post down and, and sometimes the the user that posted it will get either a warning or they'll end up in Facebook jail themselves for a little while and they won't be able to post. Uh, and, and then they come back and, you know, they're upset with us because they posted in our group and they think that we somehow, uh, you know, contributed to that, even though we, we try to tell them, you know, this is Facebook standards. This is really ours. You know, we understand it's a hunting group, but there's there's things like the word shoot and kill and uh, different words like that that are just automatically flagged by Facebook and, and, you know, we try to appeal them as we can, but, uh, you know, they give us a warning on there every time that says that, uh, you know, due to COVID, they're not, uh, um, staffing like they normally would. So it's, it's more left up to these, uh, automations that they have out there that are doing the, the flagging and they're not, uh, you know, they're not really reviewing them. There's not a person actually reviewing them. So when we appeal them, you know, it just, it, it just goes off into, into cyberspace somewhere and nobody ever really hears the appeal and it, and it gets taken down and, and whatever the decision is on, you know, what they've done with the user sticks and, and you know, there's really nothing we can do about it. Yeah, man, we get the message. What, what did I do wrong? I posted and it's gone. And who, who's the dirty admin that, that won't, doesn't like in a hunting group to hear about somebody shooting a deer. So yeah, we get it. Julio. Yeah, or the, the the liberal Democrat, that's what we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julia, I'm going to get your take on the admin side of the tracking dogs when we come back. The rest of you, hang on. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Yeah, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's uh man, I think fall is fall is here. I don't think we got I don't think we're in a false fall. I think false I think fall itself has showed up and gonna stay here. Uh I think we had an early little few days of winter. I don't know about you guys, but I spent a few days last week in the deer stand and it was cold. You know, twenty seven degrees one morning when I went in, frost on everything, but gosh and, and I don't know, Corey, Brandon, Julia, this this by far is my favorite time of the year. Yes, sir. 
cold weather, Absolutely. fall weather, the colors, football, deer hunting, whatever hunting. I this is this is just it. Corey didn't say anything. Corey, is this your favorite time of the year? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Um, you know, we we covered a lot of stuff on the first segment about just the general hunters page and some of the things that goes on and all. We're going to get into some of the rules. But I want to give Julio a chance to talk about the admin over on the tracking dog page. And he's going to give us some of the rules that they have over there. And then we're going to take a couple of the rules. So I can do here, see how far we get in this segment. And then we got one more after this one that's just going to, uh, we may have a little free for all on here and, and just, just have at it. But, uh, Julio, you got the floor. Give us a little information on the, the, the Sakana tracking dogs page. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Roger. Um, Thankfully, I, I was listening to Brandon and Corey talk, and I, I was I was not emming them one bit. Um, thankfully, we don't on our side we don't have sixty thousand members, so we don't have to deal with as much as uh, Facebook kind of breathing down our neck. Um, but most of ours, uh, Facebook implemented a you can't sell puppies anymore oh. on pages, so we'll get dinged every now and then um, for that. So that's probably we see two main ones that get taken down and one of it's like a, you know, what Facebook would deem as a grotesque image. And sometimes, you know, if it's too bad, they, they'll go ahead and delete it. Sometimes they'll just put that, you know, warning message. And that one usually consists of like a gut shot deer that Coyote's got to it um, or things of that nature. But that's pretty much the two that we see. Um, but if you ask me for the biggest one, it would be puppies that are for sale. That's probably the one post that gets taken down. So. And I think that, that that's something that probably Brandon and, and, you know, Corey and you are going to chime in a little bit is just the, the lack of control that we have um, in, in some of these, you know, discussions. So our rules are basically dictated almost by what Facebook, um, you know, allows us and doesn't allow us to do. And then the other ones are just your common, you know, be courteous. Um, on our side, the biggest thing is yeah, – no, I, I don't know if it's just some hunters have not lost a deer, but it can get really emotional. And we just try to, to keep it to where, you know, hunters don't bash somebody that's needing a tracking dog or things of that nature. Um, so that's why we have the rule, just be kind and courteous. Um, just trying to help out. You don't want to, you know, keep keep punching the hunter when he's already on the floor. Um, if they're already reaching out, you know, they they're looking for help. They you know, usually been searching out there for a couple of hours. It's the biggest buck they shot, and, you know, they're kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, so I tell guys, you know, not only from tracking, but you you, you probably get a good degree in psychology every now and then. Um, but that's pretty much our rules, and, and it's just be nice. Um, and basically the Facebook side, I mean, they, they can really bring the hammer down on us. You know, it, it's interesting. They, they uh, And a grotesque image, you know, you mentioned coyotes getting a hold of a deer. Nature is a... Nature is a brutal environment. You know? Yes, sir. Left to itself, it is a brutal environment. That stuff happens every day. Whether we see it or not, it's going on out there. And, and the fact that they try to shield it, I can understand, maybe from a small child standpoint or something like that. But in, a, but in an adult group, I mean, you know, hey, that, that, is, that is part of what happens every day. Whether we see it or not, it's there. Uh, yeah. And my- I was just saying, my rationale is you see it on the side of the road all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's because Sacramento Department of Natural Resources imported deer to help out the Farm Bureau insurance with insurance claims on cars. 
a good one. <laughs> and then they had to bring in the coyotes to help control the deer. That's that right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, it seems like there was something else I had to ask Julio. <laughs> I forgot I was too busy trying to be funny. Um, it's my own fault for that one. Um, I wonder why the puppy sale. I guess maybe puppy mills or something. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I would guess that's what it is. Um, yeah. but I did when they did it. I I found it odd. I was just like, man, you know, why? It's just somebody selling dogs. But um, you and I don't th- I don't know if it's just dogs. It might be animals in general. Yeah. I mean, almost like I understand like the weapon sales. You know that they're coming down on that too. But the puppy side, I I genuinely. I don't know why they would do something like that. Um, I really don't. Stranger things have happened on Facebook, folks. That, I don't make cut cut in on his. But they, they, uh, I know they started that a uh, couple years back with a lot of the coon hunter pages and squirrel dog pages. Okay. And, and the main thing they claimed was to keep down the puppy mills and stuff like that. There you go. Corroboration from an unknown, from a, you know, didn't know that was gonna happen. Now, Corey, you own your coon hunter and that sort of you used to keep keep your fingers in that sort of thing. Uh, used to be. Okay. I, kids slowed me down on that. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> there we go. Hard to chase coon dogs all night and chase kids during the day. <laughs> That'll wear you out. I'm not. Hey, no, I don't know which one will wear you out more, but they'll both wear you out. Um. Cool. Well, you know, it it does take rules and and. You know, in, in a perfect world, we wouldn't need them, but we need them uh, both to stay, you know, viable, to stay alive as a group. Um, some of them, like I said, stay on the right side of Facebook. Some of them are there to stay on the right side of each other because, frankly, you know, it's in the hunting environment, the hunting world, division is a killer. You know, if they take us down a little bit here and a little bit there and whittle us down, pretty much there's, you know, like one little group left and the, and the voice is gone. So when you come into a hunting group and there are rules, the rules, they're not there to take away the fun of being in the group. They're not there because we're there to get at somebody who does something, you know, a certain way we don't like. It's just to keep a harmonious, kind of a fun, you know, because you do have new hunters coming in. They ask some questions that I kind of look at it sideways. I'm like, really? And I think back, you know, I started hunting before there were deer anywhere around where I grew up. And I learned everything through Field and Stream, and all. Well, Field and Stream is just a an ad magazine now. It's you know it's hard to glean out how to. So when you do have somebody come in a hunting group, you know, like Julio said, you know, other hunters, you know, they they jump in and and ridicule a little bit here and there and all. It's some of that. And I do remember Julio what I was going to say. Somebody told me one time because they had a flats boat, and they said if you ask somebody if they've ever fallen off a polling platform. They, number one, haven't been doing it long enough, or number two, are lying. And I've yeah. fallen off a polling platform at least once. Um, so, in the same sense, if you've never lost a deer, you either haven't been doing it long enough or you're lying, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, the exactly. One you, and the one you lost, if you had the opportunity to call a dog in, you probably would have, because the last thing you want to do is waste a natural resource. All right, cool. I remember. I'm good. I'm going to shut up now. we got about three minutes or so. Corey, why don't you take over? Just We're not going to hit every rule we've got in Sacramento Deer Hunters, but one to you that kind of stands out 
that you, in your head goes, well, that just makes sense? Well, uh, my my biggest, and I call it a common sense rule, okay. is as far as the bullying, you know, ah. treat others with respect. You never know another person's situation behind that post. You, you see their post. It may be their first deer. They may be they lost a deer. They may be just asking general questions. But when when you think to comment on it and then put something out of the way or rude or something trying to be funny, you, you never know how that person is going to take it because you don't know what their situation is. Well, we see people leave the group on one post. Right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a prime example. And you really you don't want to steer away people from deer hunting or getting outdoors in general. And that that is, I feel like, the key way to do it is they ask, a, and it may be considered a dumb question to you because you've been doing it for so long, but this may be their first year doing it. What's one of those questions look like? What's, uh, what's, what's that What's that question look like when you scroll through and see that question? What's, what's it asking? Well, it may be asking something like, like you see it a lot with new hunters will post a picture of a rub or a scrape asking, should I hunt over this? Or they may post a little drip of blood or something like that and say, does this look like good blood or bad blood? Or I see a lot, like, during archery season, you'll see a lot of people post errors. Yeah. Like, does it look like a good hit or not? And you'll see all these different, very colorful comments on it. <laughs> it really, instead of helping them, you're hurting them. Sure. You're, you're keeping from, number one, you're, you're keeping the knowledge that you've got as a deer hunter from them rather than posting something positive. And, and they, I guarantee you, enough of that happens, they won't ask you any more questions. Then where are they? Right. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, as far as, you know, general media is already against the hunter. Yeah. So there's no sense in the hunter being against the hunter. Share the knowledge you got. That's right, because we, we, none of us had this kind of knowledge when we first started deer hunting. We've either learned it ourselves or somebody helped us. So so why not help that new hunter and pass it on? Look at the question. If you don't like it, just scroll on. Right. That's a good one, Corey. Thanks, man. All right. Julio, good one. Brandon, you're up next. Uh, Corey, thanks for chiming in. Y'all hang on. We'll be back. More Woods and Water South Carolina after the break. And welcome back to the final segment of Woods and Water South Carolina for today. Going to have a little night ranger taking you out there. Uh, Sonny, Taylor not sitting here giving me evil looks about my bumper music. I feel kind of, so I guess I guess in her honor I'll ask you, Julio, what do you think about the bumper music? I don't mind it. Brandon, I definitely don't mind it. Brandon, pretty good stuff? So far. So uh, far. I was kind of disappointed that you cut off the, the Hootie and the Blowfish earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can bring it back up. <laughs> oh, so that's another. Oh, I can't do that because we always, we always have a little thing on here. We ask people if that's Hootie or if that's uh, Darius Rucker. I won't go there. Corey, what do you think about music? Good enough for you? Good enough so far. All right, good enough. Um, yeah, Taylor gives me grief about my bumper music every show practically. She's just a sideways stare. And I keep telling her, look, if you want to come down here and, and go through some of your music and go to Global Music Rights and make sure you can use it on the show and stuff like that, Feel free. Um, she's been on here three years. She hadn't done it yet, so she 
you know, doesn't mind my music too much. Um, I do, I do want to jump in with one of the, with one of the, the rules on the South Carolina Deer Hunters page that I think is, and it's probably, it comes and goes. Uh, it's not one of those that you really have to watch out for all the time. It's been more prevalent over the last couple of years because he's empowering us, no politics. You know, and I under, I, I get it, you know, liberal Democrat, uh, you know, this is Joe Biden's fault, and look, and, and Hunter's by far conservative. I won't say they're Republicans or Democrats, but they're conservative, more, maybe a little more down to earth, um, simply because we enjoy getting outside. And I, I think getting outside is going beyond politics. You know, get out there, we're, we're deer hunters. We're, we're brothers, we're sisters, you know, we, we enjoy being outside, we enjoy the passion of, of, Pursuing an animal, um, talking about it, we live it. It's it's not just something we do for for entertainment or for sport. It's it's a way of life for us. And I think in the outdoors, and I know I've talked about this with a lot of guests over the years, is politics, especially when it comes to legislation and stuff like that. Leave the politics out of hunting altogether, because it's it's we're we're all in favor of of you know in the outdoors, you need clean water and clean air and and uh, sustainable natural resources and the good of the wildlife and all that. We're all in favor of that because we want to enjoy it, and we want our kids to enjoy it and our grandkids to enjoy it. And just injecting that little, it's Biden's fault or a liberal Democrat, it just, it's got no place in it. It, it. Whatever politics you're at, just leave it out of the hunting stuff. And every, I promise you, you, if you didn't say that, you'd never know the guy posting was either what party he is, you know. That's one that's an easy one for me. I see something like it, I just it doesn't matter which way it goes, it's gone. So that's that's my rant. Brandon, I'll give you the last word on the rules thing. Yeah, so my mine obviously I'm the one that kinda spearheaded the rules, so it was uh all of these have been things that have been kinda near and dear to my heart at some point. Um, you know, the, to piggyback off of what, uh, uh, Corey was saying earlier, you know, the, the no negativity and the, uh, you know, bullying, uh, things like that, you know, those are things that we, that we were seeing and we had to come up with a rule about it because otherwise people would say, well, you, you didn't say I couldn't. Uh, so, you know, we, we had to stick it on there. Uh, but I think probably the one that was a, was a rule before it was ever a rule was the, uh, was the buy, sell and trade posts. Uh, in the group, um, you know, we used to allow, um, you know, some back before they banned gun sales and, and all that stuff. We used to allow some uh, off season sales, you know, of, uh, of hunting equipment, uh, you know, camo guns, anything you wanted to. Uh, but then that turned into, you know, people wanting to offload their uh, old refrigerator under the guise of it being a, a hunting refrigerator or, you know, their old uh, raggedy truck that it would be a hunting truck. You know, they would just throw the word hunting on there and, and try to sell anything out there. So, um, you know, we created a separate group for that just so that it's not a, a yard sale page. And, uh, you know, it gives people a, a, you know, if you go to the group, you want to you want to see deer hunting. You don't want to see a bunch of stuff for sale unless you see the word for sale in the title. Uh, so we, we created our uh, uh sister group called Sakana Gear Hunters, which allows you to go and look for hunting gear and all that stuff. And we have a whole set of admins over there that 
filter the post so we're not seeing refrigerators and old sneakers and stuff like that that are you know just labeled hunting uh, out there for for uh, for just a reason to get rid of some junk. Gotcha. And there's some others. I mean, we got you know keep posts local and relevant. Uh, no illegal hunting posts. Keep language family friendly. Because uh, we do have we do have kids, young hunters on this page, and I mean, there's some things adults do in hunt camp that stay in hunt camp, and that sort of stuff doesn't belong in this group. Um, no promotions or spam. You know, YouTube videos, stuff that's monetized, and then you know, the, kind of the last one on the list is you know keep duplicated posts to a minimum. In other words, you don't want to post a a meme that you see somewhere else. Take a minute to scroll down and make sure it hadn't been posted like 46 minutes before you posted because you're probably not the first to see it, If it's especially if it's a really good one. And you hate to delete those because they're really funny and all that, but you get tired of seeing six, seven of them posted within the last two hours. So anyway, um, now now we're going to have fun with, with a little bit of fun here towards the end of the show. Uh, everybody take about a minute, a minute and a half, Julio, and, and nobody knows what we're going to say here, but... There's always there's there's certain little catchphrases and all that that just make us kind of shake our heads because you wonder if it's just a lack of originality or it's people doing it on purpose just because they know it gets on people's nerves or whatever. But Julio, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, is there is there when you start reading the post as you're kind of going through doing your admin duties? Is there is there a, a phrase or something that catches your eyes that just makes you just and it's not against a rule or anything, but it just makes you want to like private message the guy and say, look, can you just word this somewhere differently? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. Um, I mean, and I think that you'll even see it on the South Carolina deer hunters page when people ask, but mine is either learn to shoot or um, learn how to trail a deer. Um, Those are my two biggest ones that, I mean, they just, they, they, they sting me the wrong way just because that's the, they make this assumption that there are other factors that could be involved. Um, the majority of the guys we track for, we don't ever see them again. And, and, you know, I tell people when we leave a track, I hope we never have to see each other in the woods again, because that's usually not a good thing. Um, so, you know, it's not a pleasant, but that one, man, that one, that one really gets at me. And it's not against the rules, yeah. you know, because in some cases they are right. They are right in some cases, but you know, it's humbling to have to get out there, you know, to some degree, at least now for South Carolina as a state, because um, it's just something new and, and not as prominent. Um, but that's the one that gets to me. That that's, one gets to me pretty good. That's yours. Because, yeah, you don't know this. And a deer a deer can move in the blink of an eye, you know? Yep. It, it, you know, it just happens. All right, Corey, let's have it. So the one I say year after year, and probably say 100 times more this year, is can't eat horns. <laughs> Go ahead. Everybody can laugh. Don't hold it in. <laughs> that one gets to me more than anything. Because, I mean, regardless of what it is, if it's a little scrub buck or spike or anything else, I mean, be proud of what you kill. I mean, you, you, I mean, you pulled the trigger on it, obviously for meat or whatever else, but, but take pride in it. Sure. And, and be happy you got some. I, I had an old friend right. I hunted with. He said, any any deer is a good deer. Any deer is a good deer. And see, that's, that's exactly how I grew up. And, I mean, regardless, like I said, if it's a little scrub head or whatever else, if I felt like pulling the trigger on it, it, it was what I wanted. Yeah. So I'm proud of it, regardless of what it is. 
And the trophy can be in the moment, in the hunt. It's not necessarily always the animal, you know? Right. That's exactly right. All right. But I, I just feel like it's a, I, I don't know, a social justification sure. type situation. Sure. Absolutely. And then that's become more prevalent as more and more people, not all people, but a, a, a very vocal group, and that's fine, who are interested in growing the biggest set of antlers they can. If that's your deal, fine, have at it. But just understand it's not everybody's. All right, Brandon, go ahead. So my, mine's going to be uh, the is my hunt over. Uh, that phrase, it, it, you know, and it, it's a joke now, but it, it started out, you know, from some of the young hunters, uh, especially as, you know, coyotes and, and other things started coming around. Uh, I just saw a coyote as my hunt over or, you know, I had a doe blow at me as my hunt over. And, you know, they were they were sincere questions, uh, you know, back then. But it's turned into a, a joke now where it's it's almost like, you know, they're mocking the, the newcomers. Or I think even that has gone, uh, gone by the wayside where people are just saying it because they, they saw somebody else say it. Now they think it's funny and, and they try to come up with the most outrageous uh, reason to ask if their hunt o- is, is over. And, and it just gets ridiculous. It's, you know. I understand sometimes you're in the stand and you get bored, you ain't seeing nothing. Uh, but man, that, that is probably just the one that gets annoying because you know it's going to be, uh, just a bunch of, sometimes they can get vulgar, sometimes they can just get really dumb. <laughs> so that's the one that I, I hate seeing it come up because I know when it's, when it's up, it's, it's usually somebody stirring trouble, causing, causing trouble because they're bored, ain't seeing nothing or, or they're stuck at work and, uh, and can't go hunting. So they're just trying to, uh, you know, be funny, get a rise out of somebody, but, uh, that's the one when I, when I see it, man, I just, I know almost <laughs> immediately that I'm probably going to have to delete it. You hover over that button, huh? Yep, yep. <sighs> Mine is, uh, laid the smack down on it. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 trust me, I know who The Rock is, and, and, you know, and I, I at one time watched wrestling, so I, a little bit of wrestling, so I, I know, but, you know, that was his, that was his deal. Um, how long has he been in movies now and out of wrestling and, and, and we're still stuck talking about laying the smackdown on something? Uh, just, I, I don't know. To me, it's just, it's a, it's a dated thing and I'm an old guy and a lot of things in my life are dated, but that's just, that's just mine. That's mine. Just get, get another catchphrase. Start over. Be more original. Um, guys, this, this has been fun. I don't know who that is calling in, but I'm not uh, send to voicemail. Okay. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I, ha- I hope you all have had a good time. I hope uh, I-, I hope we've covered things enough to kind of make people, you know, think about, you know, if hey, I'm looking at these groups, you know, maybe I'll need to change a few things I'm doing. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's all waste. But I've had fun doing it. I hope you guys have. I thank- Thanks for your time, Julio, Brandon, Corey. Um, folks, thanks for staying in there with us. Um, y'all, uh, as always, make time to get out there, take the back roads we can, and uh, don't forget the camera. See you back here next week. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.